Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Stand by me, Terrell Rogers, if you are just logging on to JoyNet. And you didn't get to hear it in the studio. I'm telling you, you need to have JoyNet on as well. That was Terrell Rogers, and I stand by me. And I love that song, and I love just a piece of what I heard from that song, just simply saying, um, sometimes I don't have it all together. And uh, because I don't have it all together... Lord God, I need you to stand by me. I need you to take over this thing. And we're going to talk about that a little bit today, being transparent with God. Uh, I think we spend too much time trying to be politically correct. That when we spend time trying to be politically correct, then we put ourselves into a situation of missing every opportunity for God to do what he said he would do for us. Um, And I've noticed that um, sometimes even when we are growing in Christ and there are others that are connected to us, then what usually will happen is someone is a catalyst. And then instead of everybody else working out the process, according to how they should work out the process, then they begin to feel rushed and they skip moments and they skip opportunity, the opportunities that they need to 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 encounter or to experience with God. And God isn't interested in us skipping opportunities or moments or uh, what we need in order for us to get what we need. And so it's so important for us to be transparent, um, to be where we are in Christ and to be honest with where we are in Christ. Because once we're honest with where we are in Christ, then he can absolutely do everything he needs to do. And so God longs for your transparency He longs for that. He longs for, Jesus really loves for transparent conversations to occur between us and him. He's like looking for that. And a lot of times we won't be as transparent, like he doesn't know what we're thinking or he doesn't know where we're at. And Jesus is like, I for sure know where you are in this thing. I for sure know where you're at. Um... I I created you. I know you. Like, I for sure know where you're at in this thing. And so I don't know who um, we're lying to. You know what I'm saying? Like, we really lie to ourselves. I don't even know why I'm going here. It must be necessary. 
we really lie to ourselves a lot when we pretend to be somewhere that we're really not your your need for jesus is evident or he wouldn't have come and i think a lot of times we skip our need for him and we act like he doesn't understand where we are what we're going through and it puts us in a very strange place with christ because he longs for transparency and he's going to meet us at the place of our transparency and for some reason we haven't realized that our transparency is what's going to heal us it's our it's that that's what's going to heal us is our transparency our realness with christ is what's going to change us our realness about where we are our realness about what's going on in our life those are the things that are going to transfer us so god isn't interested being politically correct is what got the um pharisees and sadducees in trouble because they were always trying to be politically correct and Christ wasn't interested in them being politically correct. He already knew their sins. He already knew what they thought about him. He was omniscient. He was omnipresent. Uh, he had the wisdom for ages. He had the wisdom from God. And so I don't, I don't know where that comes from. I know where it comes from. It's the enemy. But it's important for us to be real, real where we're at is it's not, God isn't interested. We can't fake God out. Like we can't fake him out about our sins. And we're getting ready to see this because we're getting ready to transition into the woman at the well. We're getting ready to see Jesus deal with her and a real, real place. And it's been overly emphasized by her sin. What we're going to overly emphasize is his the fact that he knew her that he was longing for her to come to a place. Can I tell you something? At the place that you meet him, my God, and that you become real, 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 that's, I'm telling you, that's when you're healing. You you can't fake Christ out. You can't fake him out. He knows you. So at the pl place that you become real, real with him, at the place that you say to him, I ain't got it all together, is the place that he can invade your space and he can begin to do absolutely everything that he needs to do with you. And so the testimony for me today is the transparency that is longed for in the relationship with Christ so that Christ can get in and do what he needs to do. Now, with that being said, because we will mark transparency as a place that we don't need to be holy and we don't need to live righteous because what we'll say is Christ knows us anyway and we get into this place that we trade transparency where we don't need to do the work on ourselves. and at the place that you're really transparent with Christ revelation comes in a different man and manifestation will come and then you'll feel this pulling or this grappling or this desire to move more into um, God and into Christ and to what Christ is calling us into. So I just need that to be 
be clear there. Transparency doesn't mean we get to continue the way that we want to continue. As a matter of fact, transparency is a little bit different than that. I'm sorry, I had to step away and grab a scripture. I just needed you to know that so that you know um, God is looking for you to do something different in your life today. So I want to pray and get started today. I just want to remind you, we got Bible study tonight, right? We got Bible study tonight, um, Tuesday night, Guillermo's Coffee Shop online. If you are not logged or connected to the ministry, if this is your first time logging on, we welcome you. LakeishaMJohnson.com is the place for you to be. Do you know we offer free um, courses, courses for entrepreneurs, uh, just different things that will charge you in the ministry. So if you didn't know, we offer free courses. We definitely offer some free courses through the launch pad. So tap in and tap, tap, tap into the launch pad. Um, become connected to the launch pad and just watch, kind of watch what God does for you in your life. Um, you're not obligated to absolutely anything. Um, and I'm going to show you a scripture, um, about being transparent. Um, Luke 8, 15 in just a second. Let's pray. Y'all ready to pray? Uh, y'all ready for the word today? Let me do a few shout outs. Hey, hey, Tammy Barris. I see my Instagram family. I see my aunt Cheryl. I, I see you, Weaver Elijah. I see inked. I see inked for life coming in here. Thank you, Paula Williams Norman, for coming in and being a part. Thank you, Gary Green, Ronald Perry, Victoria. I see y'all this morning. April Robinson. Good morning. Hey, C Rose Mallory. Oh, uh, hey, Sharon. Sharon's been a part of us for a long time. Thank you, Sharon, for being a part of the ministry. Thank you for encouraging me with my book. If you don't have a copy of the launch, you better go get you one. You better go get you one. Hey, Zandra Nichols, I see you. Big shout out. Um, we're going to pray this morning. I need to pray for Arkansas, Illinois, and Oklahoma. The flood waters are rescinding, but that doesn't mean the problem is over with. The, the, that doesn't mean the problem is over with. And there is said that there is probably going to be $8 million spent here alone in the state of Arkansas. So we're definitely going to... Um, we're definitely going to pray. I need to pray for my friend Tammy and her parents. Um, she sent me an email yesterday. And normally I return my prayer via um, email. But I wanted to pause and pray for her corporately this morning. We need to pray for parents. And we can pray for all of our parents that their latter years are the best years. Because sometimes elderly parents will give... give um, will give up or not be steadfast or not understand that their last years are supposed to be their best years. And so I'm just definitely want to spend time praying for our parents. So link your faith with mine. And if you got somebody in the bed beside you, just kind of lay their hand on them and ex let's extend our faith this morning um, in prayer and in faith. Let's welcome God in. Let's welcome the Holy Spirit in. I don't know. I'm getting stirred up. So I know the power of God is moving into this place. So let's invite him in this morning. And then we're going to open the segue. My God, we're going to open the segue. Hey, Shamika, we're going to open the segue for the woman, the Jesus and the Samaritan woman. And just pray for my friend Tammy's parents today. I pray for the power of God to be in their lives today. And just for us to see God. Father, we thank you. 
We thank you for all you are. We thank you, Father God, for grace. We thank you for mercy this morning. I thank you, Lord, that the teacher is on the scene. We thank you for Jesus this morning. We thank you for Jesus. We just bless, praise, and magnify you. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father God, that our eyes are tuned in, our ears are tuned in, and more so that our heart is alignment with your word. We thank you and invite the Holy Spirit in. Holy Spirit, help us to pray. Help us to pray the right things. Help us to be set in the right place and at the right time. We thank you for divine appointment and assignment. Father God, we thank you for your glory manifesting in our lives. We pray, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus for Arkansas, for Illinois, for Missouri, for Oklahoma, for every state. Mm that's been impacted by the flood. We thank you, Father God, for restoration. We thank you, Father God, for provision. My God, we thank you, Lord God, for just the people. We lift them up to you this morning. We lay them before you, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that the devastation doesn't overwhelm them, Lord God, and that they will draw to you, Father God, right now in this time and in their season in their life. Restore them, O oh Lord. Restore them, O oh Lord. My God, we ask that you restore them, O oh Lord. And Father God, we pray for the nation of Israel, Lord God, your chosen people, Lord God. We thank you for protection, for provision, Lord God. We thank you that your word is being fulfilled in their life right now in Jesus' name. We thank you for the partners, Lord God. We thank you that we do not forget about Israel, Lord God. And we thank you, Father God, for provision, protection, and your will being done in their lives. Now, Lord God, I stand in agreement. With my sister Tammy, Father God, I thank you, Lord God. You said, Father God, where two or more stand in agreement, Father God, that you are in the midst, Father God. So I lift her parents up to you right now in the name of Jesus. And I lift all our parents up to you right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father God, that their latter days are their best days. We cancel the assignment of the enemy off their life. We thank you, Father God, that there is a fervency. We pray Ephesians 1, 15 and 17 over their life. We thank you, Father God, that the eyes of their heart are open to the understanding and hope and call of Christ Jesus in their life, Father God. And we thank you, Father God, right now in Jesus' name, that a spirit of depression, a spirit of despair be removed and casted into the sea. Father, you told us to speak to the mountain, so we speak to despair, my God, and we cast it in the sea. And we thank you, Father God, that the spirit of Caleb rise in them and that their last days are their best year days. Give them hope. Give them peace. Give them comfort. Give them joy. Give them strength, Lord God. And if there are any of our parents that are not saved, we thank you, Lord God, that you are that they are coming out of darkness into the marvelous light that they not be wise in their own eyes, Lord God, but they become wise in you, Lord God. We thank you for salvation. We thank you, Father God, that you were bruised for their iniquities, that you were chastised for their peace and by their stripes, Lord God, that they receive the full manifestation, my God, that they put their weight on you, my God, that the glory is revealed in their life, my God. My God, according to your most holy faith, in Jesus' name, amen. My God, in Jesus' name, amen. Do you know we were created to bear um, each other's burdens? And um, 
if I if my heart is aligned right, if my heart is aligned right, then um, if my sister or my brother has a burden, if their heart is heavy, if they're overwhelmed and consumed, then I share in that burden and I actually should feel that burden. And so I could, um, I could feel Tammy's heart crying out to God for her parents. And so I just, um, I, that's why I, I don't know how we mistreat people. I don't know how we dog people out. I don't know how, if Lord and Jesus is present, my God, that, um, we don't feel what another person is feeling and that we we don't get in the gap. I th the enemy wants us so selfish and so, so consumed that we're not moving into the fullness of what we're supposed to move into as far as, um, carrying our, our, um, our brothers and sisters in Christ, picking them up in the spirit realm outside of ourselves. And so, I can feel that. I can feel the burden that comes from that. And I, I'm just, sister, I'm in alignment and agreement with you. You don't have to carry this alone. That you don't have to carry this alone. So uh, we're getting ready to make this transition into John chapter 4. And we're getting ready to talk about this Samaritan woman. And those of you that have been a part, you know that we are on the Grave Robbers series. And in the Grave Robbers series, we've just been talking about the resurrection, the way, the truth, and the life, and who Christ is in our lives. And there has just been a special, special dispensation of the Holy Ghost working in us. Uh, resurrecting all the, my God, dead places. Jesus was sent so that we could have life and have life more abundantly. And some of you have still been waiting on your abundance in heaven. And Christ is saying to you, no, your abundance is for here on this earth in this time and timing in this season, my God, without lack, without, without drought, without barren places. And so Christ is the way, the truth, the life. And if we're going to come anyway to the Father, then we're going to come to him through Christ. I was watching Priscilla Schreier. And somebody had shared something saying how it was, it was politically correct. And it wasn't as politically correct for us to talk about Jesus, that people like talking about God. And I think that's why the other day I told you, but Jesus that people like talking about God, but nobody wants to talk about Jesus. And Jesus is our intermediary. He is the thing that's between us and God. He's the thing that tore the veil. He is the person that came and stood in the gap. He's your ultimate intercessor. He's the way, the truth, the life. If you want to gain access to everything that you need to have access to, then Jesus, my God, has to be on the scene. And so as we're going through the ground, grave robber series as we're looking at Christ redeem us restore us and take us back from our dry and our dead places then Jesus has to enter the scene 
That's why I'm telling you, your transparency is what's necessary for you in this season. And Jesus is about to have a very transparent moment. My God, with this woman, with this Samaritan woman, he's about to have an encounter with her like none other. And I need to establish something for you. I need to give you Luke 8, 15 for you to meditate on today. And then I need to give you some historical context of what's going on here because the historical context is going to set the scene for the miracle. The historical context is going to provide for you the aha moment of why this is no ordinary situation and that she's about to encounter no ordinary love. The historical context is going to set precedent for you to be my, like my God. I get this now. I understand why this was no ordinary situation, but I need to prepare your heart with Luke 8. 15. And then I'm going to give you a couple more scriptures this week on transparency. I'm going to give you Hebrew and another one because I need you to understand that transparency is the healer here. Transparency is what's cleaning this thing up. Transparency is what is about to change this thing. Transparency is what's about to make the difference. Transparency is what's about to cause the healing. Transparency is a what, what's about to switch the game up. It's the transparency that occurs between her and Jesus that's about to set precedent and change her life. My God, but not only does it change her life. And I talked to you about Jesus being a catalyst and Jesus, not the only catalyst, but we are also the catalyst. Transparency is what's about to become, make the redemption occur. It's the transparency that's going to change things. So I want to read Luke 8, 15. It says, but the seed on good soil, my God, but the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and a good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering produce a good crop. And when I say, when when Luke is talking to us here, he's saying the seed that stands on good soil. Well, when we're looking for a good soil, we're looking for a transparent heart. A transparent heart is a heart that produces, that has been pruned, that is plucked up, that the soil has been tended the soil has been tended to that you've opened up the door and said, you know what? I'm not going to hold on to this thing any longer. I'm going to admit where I'm really at. I'm going to really deal with where I am in this situation. See, the moment that you open up your heart to become transparent, then according to Luke 8, 15, when the seed is sown, my God, when the seed is sown, then it's going to produce a noble and a good heart. And when you hear the word, you're going to retain it. And then guess what happens next? You're going to be able to produce a good, a good crop. So you have got to be in the position to be transparent. You have got to be in the position where you really, really, really identify with where you at. That you really stop trying to hide your sins. That you really stop trying to hide your struggles. That you really stop lying to yourself because you're not lying to God. Jesus knows even your thoughts that do not align with him. So I'm just preparing for you that transparency is the catalyst for change in this story. So I need you as we're traveling through this story with Jesus and the Samaritan woman that you understand the transparency. So I need I need to provide a little historical context here. I need to give you something that I think is going to help you understand how miraculous this was. Let's start reading. This is the first verse. It says, Jesus knew 
the Pharisees had heard that he was baptizing and making more disciples than John through Jesus himself did not baptize his disciples did. So he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar near the field that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there and Jesus tired from the long walk sat wearily beside the well about noontime. I need you to put a pin in noontime. I need you to stick something right there because I'm going to give you something that if you didn't know the history here, you didn't want to know how significant this is. Soon a Samaritan would come, woman came to draw water and Jesus said to her, please give me a drink. We're going to pause right there. We're going to pause right there because we're going to read more. Here's something I need you to know significantly, historically of what happened here. Noontime, it was unusual for a woman to be out in public drawing water in the middle of the day. It was unusual, my God, for a woman to be out drawing water in the middle of the day. As a matter of fact, the historical context here, because we're going to see something in a minute, the woman becomes surprised because for one, Jesus is a Jew and the Jew and the Samaritans don't get along anyway. The second thing I need you to know here, Jesus went out of his way. This wasn't the quickest way for him to get to Galilee. <laughs> this wasn't the quickest way for him to get to Galilee. Galilee as a as a matter of fact, this was an unusual way. This wasn't the quickest way. See, I told you the Holy Spirit was already on the earth. I told you we can track back the Holy Spirit to Genesis. So the historical context you need to know is God, this wasn't, my God, this wasn't the quickest way for him to get to Galilee. This wasn't the most thought of way. As a matter of fact, the Jews didn't even hang out with the Samaritans. The Jews and the Samaritans were enemies. They were not friends. And so Jesus takes an, a, a very unusual route. My God, if you don't, if that is that, that right there, Jesus takes a very unusual route. And I know this is significant because he's tired because <laughs> he's tired. They said it, it emphasizes here that he's weary, that he's tired. And for him to take a longer route, my God, for him to take a longer route to get to where he's supposed to get to. And if you didn't know that right there should be the significance for you to say, oh my God, Jesus will do absolutely whatever he has to do to encounter me, to get to me. My God, he takes an unusual route. He takes the long way around. And then the second significant thing I need you to pin in today as we're studying this woman is she had no business being out. She was not supposed to be out. And then the third thing was men did not talk to women in public places. Men did not talk to women in public places. And so that sets the scenario for what we're about to get into. She, he took an unusual route. My God, she was not even supposed to be out during noonday. She was not even supposed to be. Women usually drew water at dawn or dusk when no one should see them. My God. And then the third thing is he shouldn't have even been having a conversation with this woman. He's a Jew. She's a Samaritan. See, I told you, we're going we're gonna to deal with her sin, but we're not going to focus on just her sin. We're going to set the precedent for what's about to happen. It's a 
Come on now, Melissa Bunch. He'll bend the rules to come save you. He'll break protocol. We've already seen that. He moves things around. He leaves for one sheep. That's why you got to know that the Jesus that loves you will do anything for you. My God, you're not bound to this present age. You're not bound to your current situation. You're not bound to your sin. You're not bound to your darkness. But I do need you to understand he needs you to be real transparent with him. Some of y'all have been still struggling with some of the things that you've been struggling with because you haven't been transparent enough. Because you haven't talked to him enough. Because you aren't being honest enough. And Jesus is waiting on the moment that you'll become honest so that he can transform your life. Guess what? We have time. Oh my God, I didn't even get to do our Bill Winston confession. We are out of time. Y'all do me a favor. Share this video. Share this series. We're going to have to get into the meat of this tomorrow. Go ahead and read. Start reading this. This is John 4. Start reading. Ask God to give you revelation in your heart, to give you revelation for this word so that you can understand it. I'm going to bring the historical context in so that you can meditate on this remember small bites still equal a meal i know melissa i know it's getting good it's just gonna get gooder and gooder it's just gonna get gooder and gooder i promise you it is it's just gonna get gooder and gooder so we asking myself luke 8 15 lord show me the areas don't rush me show me the areas in my life father god in which i'm not being transparent and I'm not being real with you so that there is a seed, my God, that, that the seed can be sown into the soil of my heart so that I can have a noble and a good heart. I can hear the word and I can produce a crop. Well, the only way this is going to manifest is that I'm at a place where I can be transparent, honest and forthcoming about the things that I will that I have been struggling with. My God, I thank you, Father God, for your word. I thank you for your people today. I cover them in the blood of Jesus today. I cover their mind, spirit, soul, and body. I thank you that this seed is being sown into good soil and that it will not be plucked up. I thank you for the spirit and the power of the Holy Ghost. My God, my God, I thank you, Lord God, that the word is working in us and through us. I thank you there. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, Log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.